Welcome to Rika Narrative Podcast, where we advocate a better future through technology. I'm Rizwan Azali, your host for this episode. Our guest for this episode is Arif Imran, founder and CEO of Surf. Surf is a mobile app which creates a digital ecosystem for car owners and merchants alike. In this episode, we discuss the startup work culture and the future of working remotely. When COVID happened, many businesses need to adapt to the changes in order to survive. Arif shares with us on what he believes to be the ideal work culture and how to balance out in keeping his team happy while getting the most out of them. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Alright, I think as a uh, first question is like, how what drives me to keep start right, right. So basically, so it is always about solving problem and even uh, serve itself means at first right serve itself means serving humankind or serving sure. people. Yeah. Right. For so, but in the context of technology, so whatever that we do, whatever that we create and innovate and all that, it has always about it is always about solving people's problem, right? By bridging them with technology. Bridging them with technology. Yeah. Okay. So was that something that you were always keen or interested in to serve people through technology? Or yeah. 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 Okay, so how 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 was that journey for you, Remember? So for me, it's always about serving people, but. Uh, I just choose the context of technology so that at least I have a niche that I can, I can do whatever I, that okay. I, I, I really love, right? I see, yeah. I see, I see, I see. So it started out with your first, your love to serve people first. Yeah. And then you decided niche through technology. Yeah, because I think, I believe that technology can be like all, any, any impact that we do, right? It can uh-huh. be scalable. It's scalable. Instead like of we do like one by one and all that. Okay, well, yeah. what do you mean in that, in that context? Okay, so serve... Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You guys specifically right now serving a group of um, the automobile industry, right? Yeah. Okay. So in, in specific, it is uh, automotive, automotive. But of course, right. we don't want to just stop there in the right. automotive, right? right? We want to go beyond that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, because yeah. of certain uh, lowest hanging fruits, because of certain of my connections and all that back then, uh, my experience and all that, so we just... Enter into that scene. Yeah, into yeah. that scene lah. So okay, you started up, bro, on the automotive punya, automotive. punya yeah. sense, right? So um, can you break down to the audience a little bit, ah? Like um, what exactly? How the surf, dare I say, surf, uh, the automotive industry a bit different, lah. You know, you guys use tech. So, in the sense of macam, was it more on you know like does it make life easier for either car owners or is it also the mechanic workshop owners or both ke? Both. Basically both. Basically yeah. both. So we kind of change or digitalize the experience of both sides. Means uh, the car owners themselves and also uh, even the business business that related to the vehicle ownership. I see, yeah. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. So, so how you, when you say digitalize means all paperwork is out the yeah, window. Yeah, so we kind of Converting all these paperwork to digital, all this whatever, uh, whatever has been done physically and all that to be digital. I see. Okay, so does that mean is that the same also for how Surf works as a company for your staff and etc. as well? Everything's digital for you guys. There's no yeah. So paperwork, yeah? there, there, there is still there There's is still right paperwork. because okay. Okay. Uh, because we're still living like with. Other people, right? Of so course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> there's still yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, paperwork stuff that, that need to be printed and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but as, as a default, uh, most of it uh, are all on digital. So how, digital how, do we, how do we work, how do we communicate and all that, most of it are digital. 
Most of it's digital, I see. Okay, so how would you describe um, surf in your working culture then, bro? Okay, so about uh, about the culture is that, so we we outline certain certain uh, core values and mission statement and core values so that uh, so that we can work on it, right? We okay. can live with, with it. So I think I believe that core values and missions uh, what drive us to, to go, right? Uh, which direction that we're driving us and also the core values that that really build the culture. Uh, but I'm not saying that everything is like there, uh, means everything is structured and all that uh, mm-hmm. as of now, uh, but I think to have that as a foundation can really build uh, the culture. We have some things like user first to really like emphasize consumer and also empathy and all that. Uh, up to the extent of we have to the end of uh, great is not good enough means to really like uh, not being satisfied with whatever that we have achieved uh, before, right? Um, right, so when you say great's not good enough, yeah, so does that mean you're, you're, you're a slave driver, bro? Like, you know, do, do you make everybody work around the club <laughs> or, uh, or do you build like you know, a system that's a bit more, um, I hate to use this word, but a bit more uh, work-life balance friendly? La. I think it's about, balance not about all the time 50-50, right? Okay. So sometimes okay. it can be 60-40, sometimes... This end can be sixty. This end can be forty, right? Oh, so it's called, so you you believe yeah. in that, lah? Yeah, I believe in okay. that. So it's like it's like we're walking. It's not we cannot we can never just walk using left feet alone, right? Right, right. It should be left, left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So I guess it's the same because you're you also own a, a gym, right, bro? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah. the analogy of working out would be you can't go a hundred percent in all your training sessions, right? Yeah. There'll be some days that you need to kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, you should go 70, ah, 70, 70, then hundred, then come back to seventy. Okay. Okay, right. okay, okay, okay. So you believe yeah. in structuring that for your staff and for the people working at Surf. Like, yeah, basically. we cannot be big all the time. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's there true. are times that we need to be like, back yeah, down a yeah. bit and then look at, okay, what, what went wrong, what, what we need to change and all that. Yeah. And then when, once we get into that moment of spring, then we spring. Then you spring, right. like, in a sense. So, so what would that look like um, for your company then, and your staff? What, you know, when you kind of give them a bit of a break and you know, like, like how do you manage that as a leader? Because I would imagine that's quite, you know, as an um, entrepreneur, it's quite a hard thing to balance, like, right? so... Yeah, there's no, yeah. <laughs> there's no such thing as balance, right? Like, really, like, balance in 50-50 if you want to be great, right? Mm. But the thing is that, of course, as a company, we have time that we, we go pick, we push and all that, right? Uh, normally, we have something called as surf timber, we have uh, surf next or surf vertebrae and okay, all that, okay, so, so which what, what we, try, we start to push up, means the momentum to be ah, higher. Okay, okay, okay. Then, uh, normally, it's around uh, June, July, August, until September. Then we hold back a little bit, uh, but of course that is in the in the company based organization basis. Yeah. But I always believe that everyone has their own clock okay. of thickness and then also yeah. the downtime and all that, right? I see. Yeah. So you tend to have the general company punya kind of structure yeah. where you structure in the year. This is the peak period for the company. Yeah. And then for but at the same time you understand that not everybody may be peak during those periods lah. Yeah. That their peak period could be um a different time when everybody else is a bit like you know yeah. like uh <laughs> like, like going on low they're the ones going on a high lah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, so okay, there will okay. be always like one major peak, one like little minor peak, right? Ah, Let's say okay. first end of a quarter and all that. So we build up a bit. Right, pull right. back and then build up a bit. Right. Nice. Okay, so in case uh, talking about like, work culture, and I'm kind of wondering, um, especially you know, uh, with COVID and all this right now, and a lot of the you know people working from home, 
and well, what do you think of that? What do you think of like you know working flexibility and productivity? Has that like um stop your company from being more productive since everyone's you know like it's a bit more flexible now or I think for us we have always been like not in uh, like time or we call it as a what do you call it like clock in and clock out basis right okay so we, we, we never been that kind of company so even when it was before pandemic we have always been like deliverable based it's a it's a what what you need to deliver based on this time and this time, right? It doesn't matter that you want to work at night or you want to work at in the morning and all that, because we know there are new generation that love to work at night and all that, right? So it has always been like that kind of flexible in, yeah, yeah, in, in yeah, yeah, the sense yeah, yeah. of time, yeah. but yeah. not flexible in the sense of deliverables. Yeah, I <laughs> so, see. I see. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, to you, so, it's like okay, if the deadline is on yeah. this day. Uh, you're not going to be flexible with the deadline. Yeah. But then, however they want to do the work, it's yeah. up to them yeah. if you can't come to in today. Yeah. But as long as, you know, if we've agreed on next Tuesday, it means it's next Tuesday that yeah. you guys have to. That's, I think that's a fair balance. Yeah. That's a really fair and I think uh, during the, the, the early of the pandemic, right, so it was hard for us too because of some, some of our team like tend to like work more than even before Ayo. because Ayo. Of they have no like certain time and they just work right but uh, and then also because of everyone is isolated and all that I think it takes some toll in terms of uh, mental and all that yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. uh, the current way of doing things like going hybrid sometimes uh, sometimes we kind of manage idea and all that sure, uh, sometimes sure. we go when, when we want to sprint on our own stuff right we yeah. need to sometimes be alone so I think we can we can be more productive in that way I think a hybrid is a lot of yeah. companies are realizing mm-hmm. it's good, but it's interesting that you brought up that uh, it's bad that your staff are overworking because I feel like most bosses would just feel like ah overwork you know like whatever you know they just allow you know, you know so yeah I think so, that's a bad mentality for bosses to have thinking that you know, uh, they can just run their workers till I think it depends yeah. if if you rush on something we're gonna be losing something that's fair yeah that's so, fair that's fair. The same method as uh, like like we talked about earlier, right? right. Going seventy percent, and then 70%. there are times that we go hundred, right? And then we go back to seventy. We cannot just hundred and hundred and hundred. So there's a there's a law for diminishing return, right? Okay, okay. okay so okay, once okay, okay, okay. once you just maintaining like pushing in in changing one single input, yeah, it's gonna be going down. Yes. So what would your okay? So that's interesting that you said. Uh, we're we're going back to knowing when to um basically take our foot off the pedal lah, right? Yeah. You know, when to press the gas, when to kind of like yeah, put the yeah. brakes on. Yeah. So, I think that's one really kind of you know key, not just for entrepreneurs, right? But like a lot of uh, managers out there can probably understand that in the long term, probably there's more pro- productivity as well when you kind of know when to put the brakes on again. Yeah. Um. So, but. The next question I kind of want to explore, bro, is actually what would your advice be for new startups then? You know, when you're... Maybe people who've never really had any leadership experience before or they don't even know how to start something, right? Like what would be your... Not number one, maybe your three top uh, first advice lah for... <laughs> I think number one is uh, having the right mindset, the right foundation or the right purpose first, right? right because right. it's not going to be an easy journey, right? Okay. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough, right? right. It's going to be like fully challenging. Yeah. Uh, but having that purpose and why you started it will always help you to really like persevere uh, going through the process, right? Yeah. 
I think that that is number one for me. So what was what will you share? What do you think your purpose was when you started, and what is your purpose today? Is it the same since you started? Yeah. Is it, the, it it is the same. It's it the same, has right? always been about serving serving people. Serving yeah. people yeah. Yeah. So you've always wanted to do yeah. stuff like that. Okay, but so um, I know that you did quite a number of much um different entrepreneurship in your ventures before mm-hmm. doing surf, right? Can you share with the audience a bit about that background? Uh? So my background last time was. Uh, I did some businesses uh, since, okay. since I was young. I started when I was like 18. 18. And then I have experienced a lot, of, a lot of things that are in downs and all that, yep. right? Yep. But all this while, that purpose has been there. I but see. I was like kind of having like two, two kind of life, right? One is like doing business just to make money. Okay. Another okay. one is like I spend my money to... Ah yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to help like small yeah. little entrepreneurs and all that. Sure. Yeah, sure. but, uh, but I I cannot do it at scale, and then it's kind of taking toll on me because of, you cannot walk like can't come right. Okay. 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 So I tried to figure out like, and then there was a time that I kind of okay I'm off from business, uh, for about like two or three business. years from that. Two or three years. So you were working full time somewhere, was it? Uh no, I was like, uh, spending my time on on certain cooperative cooperative movement and NGO movement. Oh, uh, to have like okay, micro okay, entrepreneurs okay, okay, to okay, okay, start. Uh, it's very micro. Means right. someone like want to start part time and all that. So, there are some some businesses that that go that went to be like bigger and success, sure. successful now. Sure. Uh, but I, I kind of do that. I spend my time on that. That was what you did la, for yeah, three years. Yeah, la, so it's NGO work. Years, yeah. So did you think that three years was valuable la, in terms of the it, next step of your entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah, it was very valuable yeah. because uh, at, that, at that moment of time, I start to learn about all this sustainable business and, and how do we really like make money but at the same time still have certain, 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 certain elements of impact and all that. So I, I, I start to learn about that. How do I actually... Like from my leg, like being spread like that, right? How right, do I actually right, right? right. How do you find the balance yeah. yourself? First? Yeah. I see, 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 see. Combine it. I cannot like walk left and right if I yes, just yes, yeah, yeah. Because I, leg, I feel like right? that's that's a tough thing, right? Most businesses um that want to have a good social impact, uh, where do you draw the line between you know um being profitable? I mean, you know, end of the day, the business need to be sustainable yes, at yeah. least, right? So how yeah, how do you create? That self-sustaining business, I guess, is quite a, a really tricky thing to do. Do yeah. you think that right now, surf is there? Or do you feel like it's still something that you're working on? To working on. Means, means, work it's of course, out. we want to achieve more, like, greater, but uh, there, there were always, like, there have been a lot of milestones that we have achieved so far, okay. right? Okay. So, so what are the, also, can you share with us a bit with some of the milestones that you've done? And maybe, you know, from there, what are the milestones would you like to... I understand that in terms of um, automotive digital app, you guys are one of the leading ones in in Malaysia, right? Or, yeah, um, yeah, in Malaysia, yeah, yes, yeah. but <laughs> the region, maybe no. Region, no. Not yet. Not yet. Not so yet. that's the next milestone. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so how how did that? How was that journey, bro? Like, you know, from that start and just being to where Surf is like right now. What was your? What was some of your? Um, greatest battle and sweetest victory. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a lot of battles, there were a lot of scars, and also there were a lot of victories as well, right? Mm. Sometimes we might think about the the big victory, maybe like maybe the revenue, maybe how big the size, maybe maybe fundraising and all that. But for me, to celebrate the big one is fine, but also to look at the little little things that we have achieved and learned right so far, even even the. 
even certain failure is actually a learning process that we can Ooh. also celebrate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you celebrate failures? Yeah, I mean, how, bro? How? Because like, I, I don't think I have a... Yeah, no, seriously, kudos to you for being able to celebrate failures. But you gotta, you gotta teach me a bit. It's not about celebrate the failures, celebrate the learn from that. The learning, yeah, the learning from that, yeah. Wow, okay, but that's still quite, uh, it's still very tough to do, though. It's very tough because, you know, I feel like you think that a lot of young people, that's one of the things that they need to get over. They need to view failure as not as, like, a bad thing, but something they can learn from. Yeah, yeah. You think so, right? Yeah. Okay, so... 100%. 100%. So do you... So can you... Can you... You know, I don't know. If you were to talk to these people, and what would you say to them then? Um, if you had like, you know, one minute, two minutes, you can sit with somebody who wants to start something, right? And I tell you... For me, for example, if I wanted to start a new venture, as I like, you know, I want to start this, but I'm quite worried lah. You know, so... Nanti kan fail, or, you know, what if this doesn't go right, that doesn't go right, yeah. I don't know A, B, and C, you know? So, like, yeah. <laughs> so... One thing that I learned so far is that first have the right foundation to start first, right? Foundation uh, means certain information that you need to know. Uh, means you need to learn about maybe business model canvas, why you are doing that, how do you want to make money after that, right? Mm. So, mm. but the original plan doesn't have to be that like, perfect. Right? You can think as perfect as it is at that moment of time, but I'll tell you this: there's like maybe ninety percent, maybe more than that of. Uh, the successful businesses, the the business model that 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 they think about sure. in the very beginning sure. will never be the same. Right? That's not the same. Yeah. So do, would you say that nothing really ever according to uh, goes according to plan? Uh? Yeah. <laughs> so and then at first having to to have that preparation of thinking is yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what important is for us to start. To start something. Like, to have that baby step to start one by one, one by one, right? And right. then and right. then we learn through the process. Mm, so would you say that's one of your biggest source then to learn um, on your entrepreneurship journey which is to learn from the process itself right? yeah yeah, ah, yeah. so well, but how do you do that bro how do you personally immerse yourself in the process I think learning have like of course two different like aspects of it right? two, two different ends of it one is learning from things that have been written down right maybe book maybe 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 from someone else's uh, sure. experience maybe YouTube maybe right. whatever sources articles and all that uh, but the another source is like when you that is half of it or part of it another source is when you really go through uh, whatever knowledge that you have to really do it then you will learn something else in practice lah yeah in practice okay yeah. so it's a lot of trial and error lah you would say man that's a bit insane um, I don't know if I would ever have the like, it, it, it sounds like, you know, I think a lot of people as well will feel, you know, that same kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's scary, right, to go into something like that. But I guess, um, for me personally, sometimes what I would do is that I imagine myself uh, being, like, in a school, <laughs> in that sense, you know. So instead of telling myself, like, oh, I'm going to have to go for a bit, uh, business pitch to get this, you know, X amount of um, ringgit or dollar of your project, I tell myself... Um, Right, this is part of my real-world MBA. Um, whatever it is, I will win from this pitch because I've learned something. So that that's a personal trick of mine lah, that I do, you know. So I don't know if, you know, you've had similar kind of mind is, tricks. For me, I think it, do, is, yeah. it is okay to be scared. It's okay to be scared, it's okay yeah? To be scared. Yeah? Because all the scared of here, right, there's a line of it, right? Right, right. You only be scared before you cross it. Ooh. Right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, okay. The moment that you have jumped, 
the scared scared is always for something in the future. We cannot be scared oh, of something wow. in the past. Oh yeah yeah, because it's happened already. Yeah. It's happened. It's, it's happened. happened. Yeah, 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 we yeah, can yeah, only yeah, be scared yeah. of something in the past. Right. <laughs> right. Yes 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> but we can only be scared of something of in the future. In the future. So once we once we cross it, then right, the fear. Then, yeah. If it, it, it doesn't become out. the future anymore, it becomes something that has passed. Ayo, ayo, ayo. So just, yeah, the future yeah. will be lost. You lose the future. But then there'll be people like me who's constantly sad about the past and constantly scared of the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just constantly just trying to figure out like, oh shit, like, how do I, how do I leave what's already behind, right? Yeah, you, you need to move on. You, you no, learn from that. Exactly. But then you want to cross to the to the next one, guy. Man, no, but it's also. Because I feel like there's a lot of much like, anxiety, especially in this day and age, right? With technology, on one hand, it's really great where it is today, bro. You know, much like, I think self has created something. Let's say digitalizing um the whole process, right? Of um car ownership and just kind of like how mechanics also deal with all that. Um, is that you know with all this and you know you have the other things that everybody uses all the time, like you know the social media, I feel like sometimes the new generation is not as prepared for what's to come or honestly even I don't know what's to come so how do we prepare ourselves and the generation that's to come with the rapid changes that's gonna happen like so quick dude like so quick right now you know yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think all this technology or, or whatever it is right so it is always like like a tool or, or like, like people always say about maybe a knife you can use to kill people you can use also, also cut vegetables right right Right. I, it is always there. So, I think for me, it's just about like having them to be prepped in terms of education to know how to choose okay. right? which one is good or bad. I think that that, that, that is just it. But how, how does that look like though? What kind of education then do you mean? Like, you know, does it have to be school? Does it have to be, you know, is it the way they're brought up at home? Or is it the environment they grow up in? All of it. All of it, huh? All of it. Oh my. <laughs> my, that's uh... Because I think education yeah. is always about from the inside and also I the see. environment from the outside, right? I see. I, yeah. see. I see. I see. So you believe it's all of that, lah. So much, um... Um, sorry if I uh, if I'm asking, but like, are you yourself married or like, you have kids? No, or, or not, not yet, yet Okay, yeah. la, So because I was just wondering as well that you know, which um, you know, because I have my nephews around also, and it's a bit like you know, I don't have kids, but yeah, my nephews sometimes I learn a lot by just observing them, uh, because they spend a lot of time at like our place and all that, and it's true what you say, you know, because we don't have a lot of trust in the education system per se. We know it's bad, but at the same time we want him to go to school. We want him to be interested in it, you know, um, but. I notice how the home environment and who you make sure he ends up being friends with can really shape up his confidence or their confidence. Yeah, so it's interesting, you know, because uh, my nephew, the eldest one, I was 11, um, is a very, very confident person. I've never even, at that age, I don't know a lot of things and he is like constantly teaching me something new every day. So it's it's interesting that that... Because, you know, sometimes you create a learning environment for them, it's more than uh, enough. Would you say that? or? Uh... Yeah, so so I think what the environment that we, we create, that we prep them in the very beginning of their life, right? So I think that that is also very important. So that once they achieve certain 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 level of age, they go to school that, that we can't control. Mm. Right? Of course, we can control where they, they, which schools they enter. <laughs> right, right, right. But we want them to, to also like be like... Uh, mingle around with other people as well. Yeah, because that's just yeah, because you can't really control. Um, although you can control the school, you don't really know who goes to the school. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a lot of a lot of different different kind of places. 
Right. Um, okay. So I think you know, which I'm just talking about like this whole process and you know this entrepreneurship journey and, and kind of preparing the future generation. What would you say be some of your favorite? Because um, you mentioned earlier learning maybe through books or interviews. You know, what, what would you say if there was a favorite source of either inspiration? Uh, you know, is it a, a movie that you saw? Is it a book or you know? Can you share that with us? <laughs> or, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, of course, I, I, I read books, actually. I, I, read, okay. I read books. Uh, so, and then I read different kind of books. Uh, different, in terms of different contexts uh, in a day. In, or a day, in okay. the weekdays, or in the weekend, and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, normally in the morning, I read, like, something like, maybe Quran and all that in the morning. Ah, maybe nice. very, very nice. early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then, there will be second hour in the morning, uh, means after I woke up. Okay. Uh, so after workout, normally I will read uh, things like related to business or what I do. I see. Right? I see. Uh, maybe business book, maybe economy and all that. Right, uh, right. But during the weekend, I will read or watch something totally different. Means maybe uh, different discipline, disciplinary, right? Maybe something about uh, something about life, maybe something about uh, anatomy and all that. Human anatomy and all that. Maybe about cooking, right? Yeah, so. okay. okay, so you make sure that you read both something related to what you do and yeah. something completely different completely subject different. that you yeah. don't quite. Yeah. That's quite interesting because I think much like, a lot of even the more famous entrepreneurs like Steve Jobs, yeah. he does that, right? Like when you look at his reading list, he reads books much like, on yogis. Uh, he reads like fictional classical books and you're thinking that oh he must have read about computers I mean like you know when he started out computer was still quite uh, it was it was so new right like he revolutionized something and it's interesting just to hear that you're saying okay you also read different things over the weekend like, you make sure yeah I think, I think to balance the, the left and right of the brain and also That's uh, That's things about like to understand different disciplinary like outside of what, what we do sometimes when we are too focused on what we do yep, yep. or we just learn about what, what we do what we need right yeah. so sometimes we tend to like having this like uh, maybe tunnel visions uh, or also like we kind of having the, that kind of blind spots that we cannot see that's fair that's fair uh, do you encourage that for your team as well do you ask them yeah I think, I think yeah? even when, when, when we choose uh, talent and all that we always look at not not about reading on that, about yeah. learning but multidisciplinary means multidisciplinary. You believe in that, yeah, like, you try yeah. your best to get people who can yeah. see someone that, that learn something else uh, in school or maybe in university and all that, but uh, when when we offer the job it's for something else. So we, we learn. Ah you like doing that, yeah. Uh, you, you, so you don't think that disrupts the hiring process and the talent being no, uh, no. you think it's a, it's yeah. a good thing uh, in that yeah. sense. Okay, it's really good. And um alright dude, so I um think I'm um, we're uh, you're sharing a lot of really good stuff already, but you know we're almost um out of time right now. Eh? Alright. Just to kind of like wrap up today's session, yeah, bro. Um, especially in terms of going back to the earlier bit of um work environment, lah. You know, with what surf is doing and all that. You do you think that what is the future for the the work culture? You think you know? Do you think is it gonna be as it is today, or do you think it's going to change again in a short few years? And if it does change, like how <laughs> or I think things, I think change uh, are always constant, right? Things yeah. will always be changing, right? And then we don't know, right? <laughs> the future, how even how meta good we are in in predicting the future, visionary and all that. Yeah, it's it's hard to be hundred percent like precise or, or correct, sure, right? Sure. So sure. I think what what we need to do is always keep adaptable, 
Being adaptable. Being adaptable. Okay, yeah. okay. Would that be also your number one advice then for the audience that's tuning in and wants to start? Yeah. And being adaptable. Being adaptable. Things, yeah? Yeah, because yeah. you know, on one hand, um, is the rule of they say survival of the fittest, yeah. which is true. But then also they they forget the the other half, right? Which is also uh, adaptability on top of just being yeah. like you know you can yeah it's not just about the hours you can put in and stay up at night, right? Mm. But also your understanding, like yeah, just going with the change for the better lah in that sense. Yeah, yeah. there's always like a, a fence that we need to cross and then be at the both side of it, right? I see. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Some people call it adversity and right. also abundance, right? right? How can we like really like sometimes being abundant, sometimes being adverse. I and and, I and some people saying about survive and thrive. Survive and thrive. Sometimes right? we, we, yeah. we focus on surviving, sometimes we focus on thriving. So, I see, I see. But there's always a fence that we need to be conscious that where we are at. I see, I see, yeah. I see, I see, I see, I see. So I like that. Okay, so I, I think the theme for today, you would say, it's it's balance lah. Yeah. <laughs> understanding when to like uh, balance the control lah. Yeah, balance the control. It's, balance doesn't mean 50-50. Mm. But for me, balance means being at the right, means being doing the right thing for the right context, right? Yeah. I like that. I like that very much. Right? Okay, okay, okay. Cool. I think uh, that's a really good way to to end and wrap this episode up. Um, do you have anything else you wanna add on or? Uh... I think I think so. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Then thank you so much, Arif. Um. All right, guys. I think uh, that was a fantastic episode. And you know, till the next episode, guys. We'll um catch you guys then. then. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning to Reka Narratives. For more updates, follow us on our social media at Reka Studios or visit our website at reka.re. Till the next episode, guys.